Sports Cricket World Cup podcast. This is episode number nine, Whoa-ho! and we are at the sharp. We're at the sharp end of the tournament, but more importantly, sharp joining up. me today is Aaron Arantims Tims, uh, our man who was in the Pyrenees but is now in Paris. Welcome, Aaron. 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 Yeah, just uh, real quick at Hardland here, Paris, left <laughs> left bank, <laughs> left bank of Paris, traditional cricket heartland, Pyrenees, a lot of cricket being played yep. down there as well, a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of interest, rugby country of course, but yep. uh, they've caught the cricket bug. <laughs> Why are you talking like Jared Whiteley? <laughs> <laughs> We're down here on the Mediterranean coast of the Pyrenees. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's well, um, you know when you go? What are you doing in Paris? A week. What are you when doing you go a Paris? week without having a shower and uh, you know eating <laughs> and sort of sleeping in the dirt, your mind does turn to Waitley. You just you 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 hold on to the things that are dear to you, the things, the comforts of home, and Waitley's voice is one of them. So I've been I've just been imagining his voice for the last week. Well, I've sort of been sleeping on, on wooden slats next to a uh, uh, French uh, homosexual who uh, enjoys uh, <laughs> la simplicité volontaire and lives on 400 <laughs> euros a month. Uh, Waitley's voice has really been all I've had to hang on to. And the stories no, just, of... Uh, just, just, just explain, just explain what, what you've been doing in the Pyrenees. <laughs> Uh, well, I so yeah, I was uh, I was uh, researching uh, a story, reporting, if you like. Uh, yeah, I was on a, a degrowth uh, farm or commune or community or house or whatever it is. Uh, so, this sort of community of anti-capitalists who were trying to find um, ways of living that avoid the uh, pathologies and sclerosis. <laughs> Of capitalist sclerosis, you capitalism, <laughs> and that mostly seems to involve, you know, not, you know, having plumbing and uh, uh, having compost toilets and not using salt and uh, baking you know, buckwheat in solar ovens and uh, not playing music, but uh, and not not listening to music from electronic means, but playing music from uh, the clamea, the the traditional Pyrenees clarinet, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, and and yeah, and not you know not showering. <laughs> a lot of not showering. Went a week without having a shower. <laughs> uh, I mean, there was a shower, but I, I didn't use it. It was sort of an outdoor kind of thing that looked quite dangerous. Uh, sort of perched. In- well, it was perched kind of on. You know, these wooden slats, but in this like little basin that was plastic and it looked like the kind of thing, <laughs> you know, you'd probably fall over in and then you'd you know, sort of have big piles of, you know, nails and, and splinters and sort of bits of wood and stuff just sort of lying next to it. So um, probably quite dangerous to fall over in that uh, environment, yep. <laughs> tough physical environment. So, you know, I went for a swim uh, every day. So that was sort of my showering. Just decided to go into yep. the uh, 
Mediterranean Sea uh, every day. <laughs> Just in the Mediterranean every day, and uh, that was all very pleasant. You know, it's a very nice, very nice sea, very calm. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was all good fun. But now I'm in Paris. I escaped the commune. Um, and uh, now I'm in an apartment uh, that does have, you know, plumbing and electricity and all those kinds of things. So I'm able yep. to uh, reconnect with uh, the Cricket World Cup. And, yeah, uh, thank God. Yeah, just sort of catch up on all. I mean, I did have in, an internet connection while I was on the commune, but uh, wasn't really watching anything or following too closely. Uh, but I'm all caught up now. Ready to yep. ready to podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's that's good. Uh, Australia. Uh, we should talk about Australia first. Now that we've moved into the uh, semi-finals, mm. Um, mm. and as you as you would know, Australia had to beat South Africa to uh, finish on top of the table. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, surprise, surprise, they couldn't do that. Mm. Um, now, obviously, what this means is that not only do they have to play England in the semi, uh, but they've got to travel to Edgebaston, which I understand is a venue that they have not won Since a one-day game at. Yeah. Yep. Uh, tell us about that. <laughs> tell us about that. Um, yeah, well, it seems like they're sort of... It seems like they're going to lose. <laughs> They're going yeah. to lose the semi-final. Um, because they're sort of, you know, it all felt a little bit inevitable that England would just kind of squeeze through. Um, Pakistan obviously didn't um, make up the net run rate differential or whatever in their final match, even though they won. And, uh, you know, we're facing England at a time where they're sort of coming back into some form. Uh, they seem to have got over their, their, uh, you know, their, their troubles that they had kind of in the middle of the group stage when it looked like they were going to, going to crash out of their home World Cup, and uh, and we're sort of going travelling in the opposite direction, so we're not we're not looking too good at all. Um, yeah. So particularly the the bowling, like Stark was absolutely rubbishy in South Africa. Um, he yeah. didn't even bowl out the ten overs, did he? Because he was so bad. But. Um, and you know Australia with no Stark is is not not the same team. So they have to hope that Stark comes back. And we've got all these players injured now, of course. So we've brought in. I mean, yeah. So so it's not it's not looking too good. And and a couple of players for us have really sort of gone into a form slump. Like Steve Smith has been bad. Well, he's basically failed for the last six matches. He had yeah. some, he had yeah, some no good, sort of... good, good scores early in the tournament, like against West Indies and India, I think, you know, without um, scoring a century. But, I mean, they were still, like, good half-centuries. And since then, he's sort of had mostly kind of single-digit scores. So that's a bit of a, bit of a worry. Yeah, um, you, don't, you wouldn't expect him to play himself into form. Yeah. Well, no, probably not. Or maybe, maybe he will. Who knows? But I mean, the signs are all pretty bad. So we've got Kawaja out and, you know, Sean Marsh gone. Uh, yeah, well, that's not much of a loss. Stoinis. 
What's good about Stoinis is that he's managed to strain his other side. Yeah, he's evened it up. <laughs> Two strange sides. It's just like, I mean, I'm, I'm not quite sure how he's ma- how he manages to move around. If he's if he's strained both sides. Yeah. Is he sort of walking? Um, just you know, like he's you know. No lateral movement. Yeah. No. Yeah, just play sort of oh. straight drives and underarm. <laughs> Underarm bowling. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's Stoinis. Uh, as for the uh, replacements, so what do you think of uh, Matthew Wade coming in? I mean, I'm sick of people saying, or at least sort of me reading, that oh, Wade's in form because he's, he's scoring f- a lot. Of, he's scored a lot of runs for mm, Australia, yeah. right? Yeah, he's the form batsman for the last season. Uh, (laughs) I mean he can't be he can't be any he can't be any worse than I mean I guess Kawaja's been pretty good but you know I don't know it might it might be a good thing I've got a feeling it might actually turn out to be a good thing like these people coming in will uh, you know play pretty well and um, and will sort of uh, you know a bit of dynamism uh, a bit of newness a bit of freshness Bit of enthusiasm, yeah, and uh, so <laughs> so that 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 could be that could be quite good. I mean, he he bowls as well, right, Wade? What? Doesn't he? I thought he bowled sort of. No, he was the keeper. He was the keeper. Yeah, but I mean, so what? He can still bowl. He can still bowl. He's what about gonna... what about Alex Carey? Now he's been a revelation. He's been he's been, you know, really very good for Australia this tournament. He has. He's he's really come good in these last couple of games. Um, in fact, what I read some stat that he he scored the most runs of any player I think at any World Cup ever, batting lower than six. Yeah, what a stat! That's, yeah, that's a... I mean it's not really one that you uh, kind of pick up with. So no, nah, I bat I bat below six. <laughs> Back up. Um... Yeah, he's a, but he's got he's sort of shades of uh, Brad Haddon. He's got, sort of got that that you know when Haddon was good for sort of two months or whatever during the Ashes. Uh, yeah, he's sort of got a little bit yeah. of that about him. Um, he doesn't he doesn't have the nasty Anglo face that no, uh, Haddon does. No, he's very you know he's a very clean striker of the ball. Isn't that what you have to say about uh, Kerry? Yeah, I don't actually know what that means. He just what, he, he like it, he hits out it of the really middle of the fast, bat. yeah, and hard. <laughs> <laughs> just a clean, clean strike. I mean, they're all pretty. They're all basically it's clean it. strikers, aren't they? Yeah, I like oh, they. They free their arms. Like, yeah. well, what are they? Free the like, arms. <laughs> just loosen up the doesn't, arms. Doesn't. Just get loose. Get loose. Um, yeah. Well. The upshot of all of this is going to a ground where they haven't had much success. Uh, the team's sort of uh, limping along. Um, maybe they should put all their faith in the in the weather because the the forecast for Thursday is rain and thunderstorms. So that, but they have to. So they have to. They would have to rely on both Thursday and Friday being washed out to progress by default. Oh, is there Friday? Is Friday the reserve day? Is it? Uh, I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. But, I mean, that would be, that would be a beautiful, uh, savage, savage irony for England to 
lose out on progressing to the final in their home World Cup because of the weather. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be... Uh, that would be but, good. Uh, it would be quite... Uh, it would be quite brilliant. Yeah. Um, so, but, but let's, I mean, but, let's, just, let's just go through, like, everyone. I mean, the openers, are, you know, they're good, obviously. Warner's been very good. Finch has scored a couple of centuries. I think that's that sort of, we start very, very... Yeah, they've been good. We start very strongly. And so, what, Wade's going to yeah. come in at number three, or Smith's going to move up, or what? Well, the Smith, Smith had moved to three. Yeah. Which he might like. I mean, I, I was talking about this a few games ago. Um, certainly, AJ was dead against the idea of Smith batting at three. Yeah. But, um, but let's let's say he moves to three, and then and then it and then you know conceivably Carey at four. But I think you just leave Carey at seven. Yeah, just leave um, Carey where he is. He's quite good at sort of playing that stabilization, recovery role, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, or he can just do the the, the finishing. Yeah. Although we do yeah. we do seem to like uh, bat. I mean, I'm trying to think how many matches we've had where we we haven't, um, you know, gone down the order quite a lot. We haven't had sort of... I mean, we've mostly been sort of dismissed, like all out, all close to it, haven't we? Yeah. Sort of my impression. Yeah. yeah, and generally, I think there's only been two games where we've chased. Yeah. Uh, yeah, against, against two. Against so, Afghanistan, maybe? Yeah, Weren't we chasing yeah. against Afghanistan and we won? And then yeah. maybe against India? I don't know. India, South Africa, we, ha- we haven't. Anyway. We lost. Yeah. I get both of those. Yeah, um, probably, yeah. Maybe should have done some research before we <laughs> started talking. But so um, started weighing in. But then, so you got Wade maybe at four. Yeah. And then... Uh, what uh, Maxwell at five? Yeah, he can do some some hooks. He can get out for twelve or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he's been he's been actually hopeless. Yeah, he's been rubbish. I mean, this this he has is, been rubbish. This will sort of surely after this, it's got to put to bed the the Maxwell is the savior sort of debate because he has he's he's been given a very good go in. In the sort of the showpiece event, and he's failed. He's been a massive failure. Yeah. Now, I, I don't, you know, people say, oh, he still deserves a go at test level, but I mean, he wasn't going to get a go at test level if he didn't have some success at this level, I don't feel. Like, the, the, no. argu- the argument was always like, oh, you know, he's so good at one day, it's just put him in one day, T20s, short formats, he's going to be really, really good. And then once you see how yeah. good he is there, well, you, you've got to give him a go at test level as well. And so, yeah, you know, just the weight of runs, and he's sort of just got the demand selection, just knocking on the door. And he's, but he's got, you know, he's had these opportunities. He's kind of like the reverse Sean Marsh. Like, I don't think they will just keep giving him opportunities for no particular reason, the way they have with Sean Marsh. Um, this feels this feels like the end. Oh, well, uh, yeah, but, I mean, who would you be bringing in for da- him? Like, Darcy Hanchcombe another go? Darcy Short and Hanchcombe. <laughs> yeah. I don't actually know anything sure, about Everyone's Darcy forgotten Short. about Short. Yeah, yeah. Well, because he went, didn't he go to the IPL and he wasn't actually that good? Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, maybe Hanchcombe. I don't know. Who, who knows? 
Um, okay, so you got Maxwell and then um, Maxwell at six and oh. then, uh, or Maxwell at five rather. And then, uh, then what? Stoinis or Hanchcomb at six. Yeah. Carey. Uh, and then Carey at seven. Yeah. I mean, Hanscom's the kind of guy who, if he did come in, I'm not, I'm not actually sure if he is coming in or if, I, if I've read things properly, but you could imagine that if he did come in, he he might actually do well. Yeah. Uh, Get like 70. He, he seems to be like... Yeah. yeah. And score and um, take a couple of wickets. Yeah. And take a few catches. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll carry his bowling. Uh and then yep. obviously Kerry at seven, and then you've got the batsmen who, not none of them have been particularly the bowl, good with the, the bowlers. With the, oh, sorry, yeah, the bowlers rather. Uh, have, none of them have been have been particularly good with the uh, with the bat. Yeah, the tail the um, tail hasn't really wagged. I mean, apart from Stark's little cameo the other night, which actually wasn't even yeah. really that big. But I don't know. But they haven't really. I mean, they're all like they've all got. Well, Cummins and Stark have a reputation for being good batsmen, but I don't know. Yeah. They've come in when it was sort of, you know, you just had to just go throw the bat, just go throw the bat. So just just got to free your arms. Yeah, <laughs> just clean striking. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure yeah. they've really. Yeah, I'm not sure that you can really judge them all that much. But maybe maybe um, at, uh, maybe this uh, semi final is the opportunity for. Uh, uh, Cummins and Stark, uh, you know, to really just collect, just fill their boots. Just do for, a uh, what the uh, cricketer cool to Nile. Yeah, bring back yeah. cool to yeah, <laughs> cool to Nile sort of shades of Ashton Agar. Um, just yeah. one, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bowler who comes in and and does is known mostly for his batting performance. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, so we stick with uh, you know Berendorf and uh, Lyon. Yeah, and uh, I look. I'm sure uh, Stark will come good for the for the semi final. I mean, he's he's obviously allowed to have one kind of crap game. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. And he got it out of the way. Yeah. Uh, so that's not. I, I don't think that's too much of a concern. And I mean, let's not forget that Australia did only lose by ten runs, which is kind of more irritating because they they should have won that. They shouldn't have let South Africa score as many runs as they did in those last couple of overs. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I guess. Yeah. Yep. No. Um, yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, not, uh, I guess we'll see. I mean, the, the yeah, yeah, the English are all sort of in form as well. Like, they don't, and their batting, their batting is so deep. Uh, I just, yeah, I just think we got the, you know, the perennial problem of, which I think is, you know, been a problem for Australia this whole World Cup of like, where does the, you know, where do the where do the forty to fifty over kind of who's going to take up the slack kind of thing once you've exhausted, Stark, Cummins, Berendorf and Lyon, like who, you know, Maxwell sort of. Yeah, Maxwell would be tonked for 30 runs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Finch, Finch will trundle through a couple of overs and you know, 
before you know it, they're sort of eighteen off one over. Yeah. Um, you know, Smith Smith will bowl an over or some kind of crap like that and yeah. it'll just be yeah, and you might you might find that you end up conceding seventy, eighty odd runs mm. um before you've even before you've even kind of made it into the tail proper. Because mm. um, certainly England look a lot better now that Vince is out and Roy's come back in. Yeah. Um, and you know that's. Uh, I must admit, I am. I am surprised that that they won both of their games against New Zealand and India as relatively comfortably as they as they did. Because they yeah. certainly looked as though they were done after. Um, uh, well, after losing to Australia. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. you know, it seems as though it's all with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I think it will be an India-England final. England. Which India will probably yeah. win. But, uh... Yeah, 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 you'd hope that India... Hope that India would uh, would win that. I mean, they've um, apart from the game against um, England, obviously India's looked very good. The batting has looked, you know, as solid as you would expect it to. And with bloody Sharma scoring all yeah. of the, what's he scored now? Like six six, six centuries. Six centuries. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's uh, that put it this way. That is uh, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah. So yeah, you would you'd, you'd expect uh, England, England, uh, India, New Zealand has been has been disappointing. I mean, we mentioned this over the last couple of episodes that they were obviously on top of the table for so long, um, but were never really tested. Yeah. Um, and when then then when they come up against the uh, stronger teams at the back end of the round robin, they they've they've just they've really looked kind of rubbish. Yeah. Uh, almost like nowhere near the, the the team they were in 2015. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's a bit disappointing, seeing as New Zealand will be touring Australia later, boy, now in our coming summer. Yep. Um, you want them to be good. So it'll be a. Yeah, of course you want them to be good. What do you want to go to the SCG over during uh, for the. Uh, you know, New Year's test and sit out the back drinking spritz you want and watching it. the cricket. You want to see a contest. It's what you go to the cricket for. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to sit out sit out in the members with uh, your mates? Yeah. <laughs> Wido, Ivan R. Sam. Yeah. And uh, just work on your Instagram content. <laughs> 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 Hashtag passage to Puglia. <laughs> um, yeah, passage yeah. to the Paddington end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, a, a day at the SCG just drinking Aperol spritzes sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, quite expensive, I think. Were they like, like 10 bucks for an Aperol spritz? Made out of that dinky little oh. stand outside the members. Um, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. yeah. That, was, oh. that was good, though. So, yeah. So it's all just basically fallen in a heap. Yeah. No, I mean, not really a great World Cup, you'd have to say. 
I mean, it's it's obviously got a little bit more exciting as it came to the end of the group stage, but there wasn't, you know, you ended up with the four teams that everyone said would make the semis um, and the little flutter of excitement that came from the prospect of England losing out and Pakistan making the semis didn't really, you know, didn't really turn into anything. So, yeah, yeah. not a, I don't know, not, 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 a, not a great World Cup so far, I don't think. I mean, the, the fact that it's sort of been low scoring has probably been the one pleasing aspect of it. Although in the final few rounds, there seems to have been more 300 plus scores. Um, scores, yeah. But yeah, that, that kind of, you know, like when Australia played England and Lanny scored sort of 260 or whatever it was. Um, but that was a very competitive score on that wicket. That was, that was exciting. That was good. You like to see, you like to see a bowler. Yes. You always like to see a bowler's game rather than batters. You don't want to see the, the bat dominate. Um, no. So hopefully that will remain the case. No, that I mean, was probably one of the best games of the tournament, in fact. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, because it's tense. Yeah. Because low, low scoring games are tense. Yeah. Yeah, they're much, they're much, much more enjoyable. But I mean, you know, Stark, yeah, if Stark comes good against England, then, you know, I mean, he's the, he's the preeminent bowler of, uh, one day bowler of his generation, really. Yeah. There's no, yeah. There's no so one what, really yeah, close, I mean, what so. he's taken, taken twenty seven wickets this this World Cup. Yeah, is that the most the most wickets in a World Cup by by anyone? Yeah. So, you know, if he recaptures some of that form, then Australia have a chance. But uh, yeah, yeah. If he doesn't bowl well, then forget it. Yeah, basically. Yeah, because Cummins hasn't been taking wickets. Uh, he's been sort of holding holding up an end. He's yeah. hard to score from and all that kind of crap. But you just need someone to blast. Yeah, he's not blast really, people out. He's not really the the destroyer that Stark is. No. Yeah. No. So, um, so it all kind of hangs on uh, Mitchy Stark. No, no pressure if you're listening, Mitchy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. Cool. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's, that's about it. That's about all we really need to, um, yeah. to, uh, to, uh, recap. I mean, you know, this is all pretty, uh, it's all pretty downbeat compared to where we were at, you know, this time last week. Mm. Yeah. You um, were quite excited then, weren't you? Because you thought England was going to not make the semis. And Australia was going to yeah, top the table. Well, yeah, that was it. Yeah. You know, um, and we just sort of casually, uh, you know, slide into uh, slide into the final. Yeah. And probably just nick it from uh, from India. Yeah. Uh, instead, it's all just going to fall in a heap, and this will set the temper for the uh, for the upcoming Ashes. Yeah. Basically. Um, at least, uh, at least the women are doing well. Hmm. Yeah, very well. The one-day international oh. Ashes. Well, and they play a test. Oh, they play a test, so that's okay, yeah. I was wondering why it's like this one-day sort of points thing. Why yeah, I, I don't know why they do that. Why it's isn't it all weird tests? format? 
Yeah, why don't they just play like three tests? Yeah. Because, you know, women women can't play five tests. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, women aren't, women um, aren't as strong and, um, you know. Yeah, just, you know, they don't have the fitness. Yeah, and they just, right. uh, They can't sustain just it. Just make them play for five days, right? Three tests. Three and, tests, uh, five you days, away you go. Done. Yeah. Um, that's a, so look, that's a bright spot for uh, Australian cricket in the UK. Yeah. Um, uh, Matthew Wade, not a bright spot. Scores a lot of runs for Australia, A, eh, but can't do it when it matters. Yep. Glenn Maxwell, busted flush. Yep. Um, Peter Hanscom, he's uh, got that 1950s face yep. along with uh, Steve Smith. So Steve, he might score some runs. Steve Smith won't. Steve Smith won't. Uh, one of Warner or Finch will score a century. Yeah. Um, but that won't be enough. Like you need someone else to yeah. to to properly score. And what's his name? Carey's probably due a failure at some point anyway. Yeah. So you can't rely on him. Yeah. Um, so it's all. Um, so you're penciling in uh, sort of about two seventy. Australia and uh, yeah Edge Edge Baston yeah I mean how many how many one days Um, have they actually played there like they haven't played they haven't won since 1983 but have they actually played very much there I guess we should have researched that beforehand uh, anyway um, yeah no good stuff good one yeah that's about it yeah Um, so uh Look, uh, Matt, I'll put it this way. What we should do is, um, uh, well, the, what, the first semi-finals uh, tomorrow night, Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, and the Australia, the Australia-England semi Thursday. Mm. So perhaps we should have a recap after those two semis. Yeah. Uh, to discuss England-India in the final. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, you've got some... Uh, some things to do in Paris in the uh, intervening couple of days. You can go. Have you been to the? Uh, have you been to the Louvre yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard they got some uh, some good art there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I've got. To, I have to write the story uh, now. What about? But, um, oh, okay. Right. I've, got to, I've got to write the story. Okay. I don't have time to go and look at bloody museums, mate. Right, what about sort of Notre Dame? Have they put the fire out? Yeah, they put the fire out. Um, yeah, it's just sort of a bunch of tourists taking photos outside of uh, outside of the dame. Um, <laughs> just sort of standing there looking sad, taking the selfies. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's good. Uh, and uh, what else? Just the regular sort of collection of... Um, you know, haughty, haughty waiters, um, angry sort of commuters, and uh, bewildered yeah. tourists. It's the usual, and uh, people who don't like having their photos taken. Like Algerian sandwich shop that I went to the other night. Um, I just had this sandwich, which was kind of. I just said to him, "Well, what is that?" the sandwich that he's making for someone else and he said ah oh, it's just with the meatball and the chips and the garlic sort of all kind of crushed up on a sandwich and it was quite good but he didn't like me uh didn't like me taking a photo 
and everyone <laughs> sort of was very hostile the moment I got the camera out and wanted to take a photo. Like, pas de photo, monsieur, pas de photo. Because <laughs> I'm like from the, I don't know why, because they think I'm from the cops or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to deport them or something. Um, but uh, that was good. Um, yeah, what else? Uh, when, um, when I was any, in, uh, any gilet? Any gilet still, oh, still, still hanging Yeah, there's still a lot of gilet jaune action, like a few, uh, a few protests I've seen with the gilet jaune, just kind of walking around, you know, looking very yellow and sort of singing various various songs. What were some of the songs they were singing? Uh, <laughs> like sort of basically just football chants. <laughs> they're like, they're all, <laughs> the French only have sort of three songs and they're all basically to the tune of songs that they were singing after they won the World Cup in 1998. So instead yeah. of, instead of, um, et un, et deux, et trois, zéro, uh, they were singing, uh, aval, consomme, et ferme ta gueule. <laughs> Um, that's, uh, that's that's pretty great. pretty good. Um, when I was in Can't when really, I was in Perp- Perpignan the other night, because uh, I sort of stopped for a night in Perpignan after I left the commune, um, that was good because there were a lot of you know kind of it had that same kind of combination that all French provincial capitals of about a hundred two hundred thousand people have, which is that it's quite sort of you know historic and and hopeful and proud as a city in a way but at the same time very depressing so it had sort of all the yeah. everyone was kind of drunk and angry and a bum sort of you weren't sure whether people were just bums or just having a night out um and there was one guy this guy sort of ran up to me because <laughs> i'd just taken a shower so for the first time in a week my hair was quite you know fluffy i guess and he came up to me and was like, eh, eh, Pierrot, Pierrot. <laughs> Pierrot, t'es perdu, t'es perdu. Pierrot, t'es perdu, eh, t'es perdu. Because I'm getting more and more aggressive. Like, sort of walking with me. Pierrot. Pierrot. For about, sort of, 500 metres, just insisting that I was, lo- I was lost and kept on calling me Pierrot. Uh, that, was, that was pretty good. Um, yeah, so, uh, good country. Did you say to him, uh, did you say to him, uh, you know, Est-ce que vous me, est-ce que vous aimez, est-ce que vous aimez, est-ce que vous aimez? Yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't sure that, uh, yeah. he would have understood that, but, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, that was, that was pretty good. Uh, it's, it's good to, um. Good to reference uh, the, uh, the <laughs> works Jean-Luc of the uh, French New Wave. Nothing gets a sort of a drunk bum who's harassing you on the streets of the provincial capital on board like a few references to the French New Wave. <laughs> 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 That's what wins them over. <laughs> That's right, just... Winning friends and, uh, you know, it's, um, it's diplomacy in action. Yep. Yep. 
But yep. uh, I'm actually going to go, I might go this afternoon and look at uh, this exhibition at, uh, you know, while I sort of procrastinate before starting my uh, story. There's an exhibition at uh, L'Institut du Monde Arabe about um, football in the Arab world, which uh, oh, yeah. could, be, uh, could be worth a look. Could be worth a look. Um, who are the great uh, yeah. footballers of the Arab world? Mo Salah. Um, Zidane. Yeah, I guess. I guess you could call him a footballer of the Arab world. Uh, who else? Uh, oh, the uh, the Moroccan guy. Um, uh, you know, what's his name? Um, El Hajj uh, Dew. Yeah. Him. Yeah, well, uh, what's he? He's a, he's a. Who's the Moroccan guy? Uh, oh, you know, whatever his name is. Oh, look, I forget. I could uh, <laughs> look. I'm sorry for not having the uh, having the name of the uh, the you know famous Moroccan footballer at my fingertips. He played recently. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll, uh, I'll go to some research and we can talk about that next time. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Well, see you then. Enjoy. And don't forget, bad photo. (laughs) Merci. Au revoir. Yes. 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 Thank you. Goodbye.